Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Back-Row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This is Cream of the Crud, the show where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching, news of notable releases, movies we've screened online, and much more. It is a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. My name is Dan Gorman, and as I mentioned, I'm here as always with carlo hello yo how is it going yo 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 uh yeah i'm good i'm uh like i said before i'm a bit tired probably yeah. watching, watching too many movies we were <laughs> like we were talking uh, about cats before oh yeah, the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> new, new cat life for you <laughs> new cat life for me i got yeah. a cat named maple and yeah, so cute yeah i got a you you were telling me about how they're fickle and it's already true. I feel like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's just cats. Like sometimes they're super fickle and sometimes they're a little bit fickle, and uh, sometimes they're a shit pickle. Like uh, <laughs> like our <laughs> like our cat donut. He can be a bit of a shit pickle, but <laughs> a real know, jacko. <laughs> yeah, a real jacko, big time. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we got him this like uh, not like a full Halloween outfit. But Michelle, Michelle got this thing that you can put on his back, and it's sort of like uh, like a little skeleton that rides his back. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's very cute. So that'll be his <laughs> outfit when we do a Halloween thing this weekend. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's dive right into it. The first thing that we are going to do today is uh, a, a segment that I have newly renamed oh. and not told you about. Oh. Um, But uh, let's get into our segment called Screenings of the Crud. (laughs) Sure, that works. Where we pop in a VHS and talk about the movies (laughs) that we have screened online. Oh, I'll just... Two VHSs. Malfunction. (laughs) You trying to record a VHS? Why is it doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Too many movies, man. That's live podcasting, baby. Just making copies of... Yeah, store buff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was dubbing. Yeah, dubbing. Yeah, that. Okay, that's what it's called in English. I, I, I I've definitely done that uh, way yeah. back, uh, or le- at least let my parents set that thing up because you know um, sometimes you just don't want to keep renting Police Academy one through six. <laughs> It's over true. and over and you're just like might as well just dub it <laughs> you know what before we get into screenings of the crud mm. i just want to mention for listeners so the police academy movies came up today um one of the crud buddies discord members oh yeah what was that up. about like i saw so, him tweeting in norwegian but i didn't translate it and i didn't check the the thread about it so yeah explain. yeah <laughs> so as far as i can tell it's like a big thing in what like, is the police academy like, movies those movies in norway yeah like oh. in, uh, like on christmas like in huh yeah like like that it's a big thing that every year they play like around like christmas like all of them i can and see police academy six because that takes place around christmas doesn't it yeah i don't think it's like really it's just something that happens all the time maybe okay. uh they can let us know <laughs> but yeah, more well, specific mm. but i feel like it has come up in the past where they've mentioned like yeah, like they're always playing and like, uh-huh. you know, people watch them and people love them. And so it's like this interesting, like second world of fandom for Police Academy. Huh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if we in Belgium have anything like that, like a, a Christmas specific movie yeah, or something. Like you're up in the hole or just, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a de- Police Academy would just always be on TV here. So that it's definitely not a Christmas specific thing. Okay. I, I feel like we just got the same stuff as everyone else. Like we got Gremlins and Die Hard and Home Alone and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, and it still is that way. So 
But yeah, police academy, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must be so, something very cozy and comforting about it might, yeah, and, and because no, I guess no all the sequels are PG. They are. You know, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's like family entertainment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so screenings of the cred. We are going to talk about movies that we have screened at Cred Buddies. Go to credbuddies.club for all of the information. You can join our Discord where we talk about movies and music and lots of other fun things. Um, and on Sunday mornings, at around uh, 9.30 Eastern, we watch a movie in the morning with each other. And so uh, what was something that we screened recently? Um, since we last podcasted, we talked about it, that we would do Abby. We've done Abby. And then the yeah. week after we did, fuck, what's it called? Oh, yeah, The Brain That Wouldn't Die, 1960s. Oh, yeah. Uh, were were you even around for that? Because I was like I making was. very Dan specific jokes, and you're not reacting to them. I'm like Dan is not paying attention anymore. Yeah, I, other... <laughs> I watched the movie and I paid attention to the movie, but I wasn't chatting just because I was like playing with the cat and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. that might be an option, but I was saying like chock full of heady goodness. And I'm like, where's Dan's <laughs> reply? He's the only one who can reply to this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really leaving a hanging here. Um, I yeah, like that's... that movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It's uh, not, not very even in terms of like entertainment, but there's something to it. Like uh, there's a whole mystery about a, 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 an entity hidden in a closet uh, behind the door where the, the head that wouldn't die is, is being stored and they yeah. um, sort of communicate, I guess, but you never really hear the thing that's inside. But we just started like speculating in the chat what it, could be and mm -hmm. i was like what if it's just like a butt like the butt that wouldn't die <laughs> that would be incredible that'd be a five-star rating and and so forth so that was amusing like watching it with a group uh definitely helped um yeah get through the slower parts of that movie yeah i um, I, I thought it was fun and i enjoyed how like i don't not gruesome but like there it was a little, a little bit a little bit more than I thought mm -hmm. it was going to be like somebody yeah. gets their arm ripped off and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and they it's like, like very, I saw someone compared to like Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff, but it's, it's light. Yeah. Herschel Gordon -Lewis. Like very it's light. not super splattery, but there's definitely like uh, an air of sleaze to that yeah. movie. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a bit similar. Yeah. I always associate like, uh, you know, sixties, black and white sci-fi stuff, like schlocky mm -hmm. stuff as a little bit more just sort of clean, but this had a little well, bit of a yeah. sleazy angle to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, yeah. Solid pick. <laughs> totally. If I say so myself, cause I'm picking them. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next one coming up is, uh, so we've done the brain that wouldn't die and now coming up on Halloween, which, will be uh two days ago or something i don't know when this is yeah. coming out we'll do Probably. the house that would not die so first nice. we got a brain now we got a house and that's a tv movie from the 70s uh starring barbara stanwick i yes i actually won't be around for the entire halloween thing because michelle already made plans with some friends and we're doing okay. that so i yeah I don't know, might be able to watch it there, but I don't think everyone is down for um, everything I have planned for that stream. <laughs> but, but I do want to, like, I intend to watch the entire playlist just like the day after or something. Okay. Because I'm excited about that movie. Because, uh, you know, it's a Barbara Sandwick movie and I need to see yeah. every, every movie with her. And I watched the other one that she did with that same director called A Taste of Evil. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was really good. So I'm excited about this one. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this one as well. Apparently it came out on Blu-ray from Kino Lorber and I had, nice. I had no idea, I, 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 idea about that. It's like, uh, 2019. So like two years ago, it came out on Blu-ray and Sweet. yeah, I just didn't know because like, I don't know. I feel like these TV movies, they get dropped on Blu-ray by Kino Lorber. And unless you're like really into TV movies, it might just slip between the cracks. Totally. So which is kind of a shame because I like TV movies. Like there's some yeah. good ones in there. It's, uh, um, yeah, don't underestimate them just because they're TV movies. There's like some good people working oh there, my especially, God. especially in the seventies. I mean, come on. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and just because they don't have like 
gore or whatever or no. like swearing and nudity <laughs> no, like not. they they there are some amazing amazing uh fun trashy television yeah, movies yeah. like yeah. i said that taste of evil as well it's it's uh by this director john llewellyn moxie who did city of the dead which is a christopher lee movie uh yeah but did a bunch of other tv movies as well that people really love like the night stalker and okay. um He's a really good director. And you can tell as yeah. well, this Taste of Evil movie, it's really, really well directed for a TV movie. Like like you said, there's no gore or, uh, you know, like uh, visceral stuff going on. But I don't know. I thought it was tense. And that's all thanks to the directing. And well, the acting is good as well, because if you go like Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Roddy McDowell's in it as well. And uh, the main actress, it's its another Barbara, but I forget her name. Yeah. She was good as well. It's just like overall a really well-made thriller and it's only 70 minutes. So that's, yeah. all, that's always a plus. <laughs> yeah. And and thinking of TV movies, I, I, I saw Amanda Reyes post about You'll Like My Mother from 1972, which I oh, yeah. didn't even, I don't even know if it was in my mind as a TV movie because like no, it's so, same. it's such a like twisted fun sleazy movie but it does it, but then i thought about it and i was like yeah it didn't have like nudity or violence or anything it was just a really fun crazy twisted movie <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't yeah. seen that one yet but yeah it, it definitely wasn't in my mind as well as a tv movie so yeah i'll have to check that out all right so go to credbuddies.club join our discord you can ask us questions there you can uh talk about movies and you can join our screenings yep so so do it and speaking of asking questions, we can now <laughs> get into our calls from the public segment. All right. So you can <laughs> I love do that this little on, thing. You can do this on Twitter uh, when we post about it. Uh, I will I will tweet out usually a day or two before mm. you can respond there or you can join us at credbuddies.club in the discord. Yep. Um, so let's see here. Calls from the public of uh, Vieras Tallow has a question for us from the discord when was the last time you felt that a movie had legitimately insulted you <laughs> in some way mm. that's and uh it's tough yeah that's tough i like i have an answer but it's like uh you know uh huh. I, I don't easily get insulted by yeah. movies i feel i'm just like i don't take it take whatever movies do personal very easily um, I was trying to think outside of the box, like nothing offensive. And yeah, if, if it's like a secondhand embarrassment kind of thing, uh, it's also something I rarely, mm -hmm. rarely feel like when you watch like, I don't know, like cringe comedy, like I, I don't cringe to most yeah. things really. Um, yeah, I, I, I never like, I, I would always see people say like, I can't watch that like awkward comedy. It's mm -hmm. so cringy. And I'm always yeah, like, I like, love it. <laughs> yeah. Something like Ben 15 or something. Uh, yeah. It's listed on, I believe Wikipedia as cringe comedy. I'm like, that's not necessary. <laughs> Is that a sub genre now? Cringe comedy? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just like, a really good show and it's comedy so. yeah <laughs> um, something that came to my mind and not because of like it being offensive like you said but mm. the, the puppet master movie from 2018 oh, um i haven't seen the that. littlest right um yeah, yeah you know that's the one written by uh s craig zoller i like i just okay. felt like that was such a like everybody leaned in on like this is offensive or like his, you know, but I was just looking at it like, did they write this script on a fucking napkin like this? <laughs> this is so like barely a script. It sucks. It's not okay. funny. Like I just was very like, this is what you're wasting like, my time. With... Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this idea that it was going to be like, OK, finally, some people with a certain level of like clout in the industry are going to do a puppet master movie uh -huh. and so there was a bit of a feeling of like that's all right weird. we're that's we're gonna so get weird. a good one or you know <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in line with the rest of the movies that it yeah would, that it wouldn't be great i guess <laughs> but like i would almost rather you know i'd rather watch one of the later charles band ones like yeah, at least maybe, that's yeah. just like a stupid crap like <laughs> you know like you know i don't know i just was very like fuck okay. you yeah. to that movie yeah i i i, I just know that people don't like it i haven't seen it i have no intention like beyond the first puppet master which i always fall asleep to yeah i, I haven't seen any of them so 
Like, <laughs> the, the, like the concept speaks to me because I like puppet movies in, in general, but then it's Charles Band, so it's uh, it's not even 50-50 <laughs> whether yeah. it's going to be a good one or not. But um, yeah, but yeah, the only example I could think of personally, and then some people might not like hearing this, but I have gotten like a really bad reaction to Charlie Kaufman stuff in the, okay. in the past, I don't know, like decade or so. Um, like in, in, in a sense that this guy is pretty obviously projecting his own issues mm-hmm. onto often female characters in his movies who, who they don't come off well in his movies. And, and it's always like there to blame for the main character, which feels like a Charlie Kaufman uh, <laughs> avatar for his mental issues. And like mm. the, the entire thing that he does, like it kind of ruined Anomalisa for me when I saw okay. it because Anomalisa is about a guy who cheats on his wife and he basically uses other women until the spark is gone and, mm. and his use for them is gone as well. So he, he kind of just ghosts them. I'm, I'm like, I'm like watching this. I'm like, okay, I'm sure maybe this is good for some people to be confronted with. Yeah. Um, if that's even like Charlie Kaufman's goal making these movies, but I think it's like kind of self congratulatory and egocentric, like, like being subjected to that, not knowing that that was what yeah. the movie was turning into when I saw it. Like I left the cinema thinking, okay, this, this is pretty good, pretty well done. But by the time I got home already, I, I kind of just hated it. And I don't know, like maybe this is just me because I hate the feeling of being a burden to other people mm. and this whole like forcing your issues and your mental baggage onto others or even the people watching this movie, Anomalisa, yeah. like projecting that stuff to the viewers, it kind of felt gross to me. <laughs> like mm. I, I, would, I would never want to do that. And I also <laughs> don't want, and I also don't want to be subjected to it. So I've, I've really, yeah. I, That's fair. Yeah, that that's my thing with Charlie Kaufman. I I really yeah. do not care for his stuff anymore. I, Even though I used to think stuff like um, being John Malkovich adaptation and e- even Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. When I saw them in my early twenties, I was kind of like my mind blown because yeah. I, know, I was still young and it was still fresh to me. And I I I, I got things out of it that I would probably not at this point anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. I, I, I like those movies and I liked um, Synecdoche, New York, but I didn't see Anomalisa. Mm. And, like I was interested in watching it and I thought I was actually kind of like stoked for it because of the stop motion and stuff. Yeah, same, I just, absolutely. I never really got around to it. And I haven't ever felt like, like I know it's going to be kind of a bummer slog and I was kind of like never just in the mood for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's not a worthless movie, but no, I don't know. if you're talking about like things that really rub me the wrong way, totally. it's definitely anomalies. And it, it was a thing that started just like festering inside of me. Like the more time mm-hmm. that got between me watching the movie and just thinking back on it, I was like, you know what? Fuck that movie. To be honest, yeah. like personally for me, yeah. Um, that that yeah. also kind of ties into uh, Virus Talos' other sort of question they had for this episode, which was, "When have you experienced as a grown-up the feeling you had as a child when you saw a movie and felt I shouldn't be watching this?" and and their example was when a <laughs> okay. when a creator is working through their issues that they should maybe be doing in another format that makes them feel like I should not be watching this. <laughs> Um, so that's yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. what, what exactly. you were talking about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Cause yeah. Cause like thinking about Vieira's questions, like, uh, like, um, not just like the, the first question he asked, but the context he gave, it just got me thinking and thinking, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah. Definitely. Cause for, for that, the, like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is a little bit of a, not exactly an answer, but when I watched, mm. uh, Tenement, the uh, Roberta Findlay movie. Oh, Roberta Findlay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Tenement, Tenet, Christopher Nolan. T- yeah, no, t- Tenement. <laughs> like that. That yeah. was definitely a moment where, like that. That movie has its its kind of silly, campy elements, but it also has really, really uh, rough stuff in it. And that was definitely one mm-hmm. movie that I watched. You know, within the last year or two, where I was like, 
I would have been really excited to dive into this like transgressive, like there's lots of like really fucked up, you know, yeah, things in yeah. that movie that are really uh, like brutal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, I know and, the reputation of that movie, which is why yeah. I haven't seen it. Why I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and and I'm sure when I was younger, I would have been like, I'm gonna try and watch this. I'm gonna wa I want to be confronted with this, like what you know. But but I remember watching that and being like. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm past some of that. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't have to no, sit down and mean. watch the really fucked up movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know exactly like what I, you and, mean. and I actually liked Tenement, but yeah, I just had that feeling of like, oh, I should maybe I don't need to watch this kind of stuff. Like, there's yeah. certain types of that kind of stuff that I like and some that I don't, you know? But it had, just had gave me that kind of feeling like... <laughs> yeah, that's you know. a shitty feeling. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, it's the same thing I have with, like, animal cruelty when that pops up in a movie. I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I like to see as many movies as possible, like, broaden my uh, scope as much as possible. But when that stuff pops up, I'm like, okay, maybe this is just a skip for yeah. me. Maybe I just... I don't need to see everything. Uh, I, I, these days, I yeah. definitely, like, check more reviews beforehand. Definitely from a couple of people I know on Letterboxd as well who are, like, sort of sensitive to that kind of stuff as well. They don't yeah. want to be confronted with certain images. Um, like, we've seen, we've all seen those images, and I know... Yeah. I know... It's it's not chill. So it's never chill. It sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, it sucks so much. And, yeah, and especially when you watch something older and it's like... Yeah, I don't know what I, yeah. I, there was something that I was watching recently, like a trailer or some somebody was using or what, I was watching the movies that made us on Netflix and they yeah, used a okay. clip from a movie and it was a clip where like a snake got like cut or something. And I was like, okay. yo, yeah. like, that's like, don't put yeah. that in your Netflix show. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say about it. It's, yeah. it's, it sucks. It's, uh, it brings down the vibe of the movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Totally. It exists. Uh, and, like it, it, it used to exist way more. So at least that's not really a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. But we like to watch old movies. So exactly. It's, it's kind of hard to avoid entirely. <laughs> yeah. So mm. on to something a little lighter. We have a question from Joey. Favorite or least favorite Halloween costumes and memories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good seasonal thing to, yeah. uh, I, to talk about. My mind went straight to, there was a few years in a row that I ended up going as like budget Jason Voorhees. <laughs> be because I realized that, okay, I could buy the like $10 Jason mask. Uh-huh, for sure. I'm going to like splatter it in blood. And then I'm just going to wear like sweatpants and like like a sweatshirt and splat that in some blood. And that's like low effort, you know, Fair. high outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But then you stop doing that because people. Well, I, you were I think I did that for the last few years of trick just or treating. And then and then I was like, well, I don't trick or treat anymore because oh, I'm a little okay, older. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Like we don't have a trick or treat culture over here like people are mm -hmm. more into halloween than i feel when i was growing up like i don't think it was very much around at all mm. um but it's it's definitely come over more but trick-or-treating is definitely not a thing like people go on like halloween haunts kind of like uh uh but i haven't been on one one of those or people mm. like organize parties but still uh that's about the extent of stuff i've done like small scale just mm -hmm. uh, like maybe a dozen or so friends, max parties, and yeah. uh, we would dress up. Uh, I think the first time I ever did one of those, I dressed up as Beetlejuice because nice. I thought that would be a challenge, and it was. Um, <laughs> I also dressed up as Professor Layton at one point because I was really oh, nice. into those uh, Nintendo DS games uh, at that time. And, and I think the last time I actually put an effort, well, sort of an effort into an out outfit, uh, was when I was first like growing my beard out, like pretty thick. And I was like, I can do like RJ McReady now from the thing, <laughs> uh, do some Kurt Russell. And I, and I pretty much nailed it. I just got nice. like a leather jacket and a, and a wig and a bottle of JB <laughs> and I awesome. was RJ McReady. So that was pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're actually doing a uh, like murder mystery Universal Monsters themed kind of thing this weekend. Sweet. Uh, 
but I'm like the host, so I did, I didn't really get to pick. Well, I could have picked like a Universal Monsters character, but these days I'm kind of lazy about like making yeah. outfits. So I'm, I think I'm just gonna go as a as a ghost. You know, it, nice. It's, it's very low effort, but I I like the dopiness of just a person in a white sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if it's a ghost at least um but yeah and in terms of memories yeah that's about it like there's there were definitely some like the best parts of those parties were surprising each other Mm. as what you were gonna dress up as and i remember i back in those days when we used to do that more like a yearly thing uh i was friends with this gay couple and they would come pick me up and then we would go to the party and they had dressed up as Mario and Luigi. Oh, amazing. And, and that kind of blew my mind. Because, um, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you've got, like, a gay couple, and they're dressed up as the Mario brothers. <laughs> I'm like, and and they start, like, Frenching at the party. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is kind of like, I feel like I'm on deviant art now. I'm seeing, like, Mario and Luigi make out. This, uh, is, <laughs> this is a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty, uh, pretty funny. That <laughs> is funny. Mm-hmm. I, when I moved to Toronto, um, I, I was very much in, into the continuation of that Jason thing and saying like, mm-hmm. what's, what can I get away with the least amount of effort with the highest amount of rewards? So <laughs> yeah. I, I would like, you know, I, I went to a lot of concerts back then. And so my friend would always put on like a Halloween concert and stuff and book like freaky bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was always doing stuff like, okay, I'm just going to get a piece of cardboard um and tape it on me and write idaho on it you know (laughs) that's good i love it like so like i'm gonna try and do that where it's like Mm -hmm. you know high reference ability but low effort (laughs) yeah extremely yeah yeah i love that (laughs) and then i guess least favorite memories well i remember when i was a kid uh i got egged (laughs) oh man yeah i I, I once got egged like voluntarily it was like for yeah, for like uh, we were, we used to make like these short films, like uh, friends and I. Um, this is like a decade ago already. I feel, <laughs> uh, but we were like making an intro. And I was like, yeah, just just egg me, like get some shots of me getting egged for the intro. That's I was like, funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, mine mine was uh, because I was a loser. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know maybe, who did it. Maybe I just knew I was a loser. And I was like, I have <laughs> yeah, this coming. Like, yeah, egg me. <laughs> I have this coming. You know, just just egg me. I, I need yeah, to be egged cool. once. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's, that's yeah. I don't true. know. I never knew who did it. And then I woke up the next day and there was some egg on my window. So they had thrown it at my window at some point over the night. And Aww. like, like I was a loser, but like, I didn't like have enemies you know what i mean like it like there weren't people that i knew of going around being like fuck you or like you know yeah, what i mean i wasn't yeah. like bullied for it but it maybe was maybe it was I just guess, like a ran- random egging yeah i guess it was like my turn to be in the targets sure, sure. <laughs> it's just an egging yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> mm. um okay so now let's get into our physical media corner where we talk about news of physical releases that's our physical media corner news stinger. Very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wrote down that this was announced really recently, Vinegar Syndrome. They kind of announced on Twitter uh, that they're going to release the debut horror movie by this director, Gary Winnick, who did like 13 Going on 30 and Bride Wars. Um, they, they made a movie called Curfew in 1989. Okay. I have it has a really sick poster curfew is this on letterboxd yeah 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 so it's just like a horror movie it's as far as i know it was their debut and and you know it's got like 150 views and i've always enjoyed the 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 art Mm. which is like a house with a sweet uh kind of thing yeah and kind of slicing into it it has a sweet like font treatment for curfew Uh um but yeah, I've, I've admired that and I've seen it, but it, it wasn't even on my watch list. So, uh, Man. yeah, I'd like to see what this is about. Yeah, that's always interesting. Like these people who like you, everyone has heard of like 13 going on 30 and I guess Bride Wars as well. Yeah. But yeah, like these newer movies. But then apparently they did a horror movie as their first movie and no one's ever really heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
okay. apparently curfew is a, an example of like the the bbfc banned it i don't know if it was a video nasty thing or what but apparently mm-hmm. they like banned it and there was a review on letterbox where somebody was like this is one of those movies where like the the BBFC bandit and then you watch and you're like, it's not even graphic. It was just like, I guess the idea <laughs> that like a person might kill people <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So yeah, check okay. out vinegar syndrome curfew. It's, it's coming out. Uh, I don't know if they announced a date actually. So huh. guess we'll uh, soon. We'll all know if it's, any yeah. date. cause you know, people buy vinegar syndrome stuff. So, mm-hmm. I also okay. saw Full Moon. They're putting out for the first time in HD from the 35 millimeter negative uh, Screamers, aka Island of the Fishmen, which I watched uh, recently. Oh yeah, yeah, that one, Screamers. I was thinking about the Peter Weller movie, but I didn't. I didn't know the Fishmen movie was Screamers. Yeah, it's called Screamers as well. Was was mm-hmm. that any good actually? I've never uh, seen it. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like uh, hate it or anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't hate a lot of movies, so yeah, if it's just, if it's just okay. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing I'm realizing now that I don't think I logged it. Okay, it must uh, be really memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I guess that goes to show how memorable it was. I remember thinking like, yeah, this is all right. It's kind of uh-huh. uh, it, it's it's a movie where they went and they shot a new opening um, to add like, like more gore. Mm-hmm. But like um, shortly new, after the movie was done, I think it was even a little while after because it was a new world release and it was a release where um, oh, I don't want to get the name wrong. I don't know. I think it might have been Winorski. Um, hmm. Winorski like did the, the 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 trailer that says like you will see a man turned inside out. Um, <laughs> okay. And sounds and like some ma- Winorski bullshit. Sure. Yeah, and then they released it into theaters, and that was just like an ad campaign. And they mm. were like, "No, you don't." <laughs> but it's not in the movie, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they had to like go shoot that for the mo- to to release it in theaters to add that. But they also oh, shot God. a new opening for that release, and yeah. and the opening is like really cool and like shot. Re- well, the whole movie shot really well. It's a Sergio Martino movie from seventy nine. Oh, okay. but- Oh but, yeah, 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 Sergio Martino. Like it's okay. the whole movie shot really well, but the the opening has like a little bit more of a like '80s kinetic kind of like graphic murder, and then you're like, oh shit, this movie's gonna be cool. Mm. And then the rest of the movie is a bit more of like a slow moving Italian movie. <laughs> <laughs> so when but, did this originally come out? Like pre '80s? Yeah, like '79. Uh, oh, okay, like just barely. Okay, I think it came out in '79, and then I think they tried to bring it over like a year or so later, and mm-hmm. then they like tried it again as Screamers, and like another little while later, <laughs> something something like that. I might okay. be wrong a little bit, but yeah, they tried to release it, and then they tried to do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, I can't say that I'm sold, but that doesn't mean yeah. I'll never watch it because it's a horror. No, movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's worth a look if you like that kind of Italian movie, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah, I like yeah. Italian movies. Absolutely. Um, something that you reacted to on Letterbox, uh, not on Letterbox, on Discord, Eureka mm. putting out two movies by Samuel Hung. Oh yeah, Warriors uh, Two and The Prodigal Son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, your, your reaction was a little bit like. Oh, <laughs> too many um, things to buy. Yeah, exactly. Because like it's 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 kind of like it's it's a lot. Like they're really pampering Hong Kong cinema fans, and and mm-hmm. like uh, sort of I want to say like in Europe, but it's just like UK, and that's its own thing now these days. Uh, but yeah, this is another release because there's not a ton of Sammo Hung movies available yet on Blu-ray, other than I have this uh, collection, which has Eastern Condors, Magnificent Butcher, and fuck, what's the other one? There's a third one on it. Uh, oh yeah, Iron Fisted Monk? Yeah. And now there's this is, I guess, being sold as another Sammo Hung two-pack kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Prodigal Son is one of my favorite Hong Kong action movies. So... Just for that one, I would get it. Warriors 2, I was a little less on, but it, I mean, it's still well made and everything. And it has Sammo Hung, so yeah, um, I will probably get it at one point because <laughs> I, I gotta, you know? yeah, you gotta, yeah, I, I really do. <laughs> like, just the fact that these things are coming out on Blu ray, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to 
not yeah. for me. Uh, With 2K I, restorations and it's it's just the kind of thing like I know like Hong Kong Legends they put out a whole lot on on DVD and I have most of those DVDs so it's not the first time that it's happened over here. Uh, I say over here, uh, like not in the states, uh, yeah. in the UK. So I, there's maybe more of an audience for it here, or uh, I'm not sure why it, it tends to happen in the UK more. Uh, even though like Arrow is, uh, I, I believe that like the Shaw Brothers set is region free or it's just like available in both North, North America and the UK. But mm. yeah, again, like a lot of these movies that are coming out on Blu-ray haven't come out uh, as part of like Hong Kong Legends DVD uh, thing. I do have the Hong Kong Legends DVD of Prodigal Son. Actually, I think both of those came out on DVD already. But still, just the fact that these are getting love again and they're great movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it felt like it had died down for a while. It took a while for Hong Kong cinema to catch up on Blu-ray as well. And but mm. now it's like in full swing and it's, it's almost, it's not impossible to keep up with, but I don't like to make a habit of buying Blu-rays every <laughs> month. I just don't. I don't want to see my collection snowball to, to, to that extent and, and yeah they're they're making it hard because you know i i also like other stuff than hong kong cinema so I'm, I'm i'm buying stuff here and there but i'm really trying to not overdo it yeah um, I, but it's cool I'm, it's cool i'm slipping into it <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm backsliding into the purchases all the time without thinking about it like mm -hmm. i bought the boarding house vinegar syndrome released the other day <laughs> i've got okay. eyes of fire and phantom of the mall on pre-order yeah, i have that pre-ordered as well yeah and even just that even three in the course of like two months i'm like uh -huh. man i don't want i don't like i don't have the space for a, a <laughs> exactly. shit ton of these <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but. it's all very cool and like just the the availability and on physical media of these movies, yeah. uh, that's great. Totally. That's, yeah, end of the line. That's great. Uh, mm -hmm. Like personally, it's 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 kind of a different thing, but it's great that these movies are yeah. just there for you to own. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, and the only other one I wanted to bring up was, uh, Ronin flicks are going to be releasing 315, the moment of truth, 1986, which is a, uh, like oh, a high yeah. school gang movie written yeah, by, I know, the, I know the poster, but I haven't seen it, uh, directed by Larry gross, who was a writer, uh, who writes, who wrote things like, uh, the game, another 48 hours, uh, oh, okay. 48 hours. Yeah. So 315 moment of truth is, is, is a, fun movie uh okay. it's pretty pretty isn't, like shortened to the point okay isn't that uh adam baldwin in that one yeah 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 i don't like adam baldwin <laughs> <laughs> probably why i haven't seen it yet <laughs> um but yeah i enjoyed the movie well enough i thought it had like enough uh like it's a good example of one of those movies where it has like a kind of gross gritty atmosphere to it mm -hmm. um you know, so it doesn't feel like, oh, super clean 80s kind of gang movie. But at the same time, it's not so like gritty and gross and sleazy that like you're like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like a tenement a, or something. <laughs> like a ten Yeah, it's right in the middle. So okay. it's, uh, I, yeah. I remember thinking it was pretty entertaining. It it, it also has uh, Rene Aubergenois, the, mm, uh, yeah. you know, from from lots of things. <laughs> yeah You've isn't seen. he like in my best friend is a vampire yes yeah yeah okay yeah and like, uh yeah. police academy five type back to earlier <laughs> uh yeah i don't remember him in that but it's been yeah. since my childhood since i've seen the police academy yeah. movie, so great in my best friend is a vampire though yeah that's a good movie uh yeah. that's a, a movie no one ever talks about and i don't think it's available on blu-ray but that's that's worth checking out yeah i love that movie yeah especially now yeah Check it out. Totally. My best friend is a vampire. Do it. 80s. It's Halloween-y. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. It's sort of like a Fright Night kind of vibe. Yeah. But maybe less. I don't know. Like Fright Night is like all-timer for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and My Best Friend is a Vampire is, is just a good movie. Totally. Good to great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get into our recommendations corner. Cry! 
where we talk about the crud we've been watching. <laughs> Who wants to go first? You want to start her up? Yeah, sure. I've, I've been watching a lot of crud. Like I was telling you before, like in the past couple of weeks since we screened Abby, which is like two weeks ago, I've seen like 36 movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Like I finished up some projects and uh, like work's been kind of slow the past couple of weeks. So I'm like, it's still October. I'm just going to make the most of it. And maybe it's because of rewatching all the child's play movies that I've been rewatching. Like that's, that's been my main focus. I, f- I feel it's just been like rewatching stuff that I yeah. thought I didn't like that. I had seen, I don't know, like probably early created, uh, like the, the early days of creating a, an account on letterbox and mm. finding out what other horror movies I had never seen and really digging into that. And then, uh, watching so much stuff that, you're never going to like everything you watch, even though all of it yeah. might be technically good, like especially at first. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I also want to know, like, how are you when it comes to rewatching and reevaluating things? Like, how often do you rewatch? Or, like, what's, what's something you maybe saw too early to appreciate and then came hmm. back to later and, and were like, I'm a fucking idiot for not realizing this is amazing? Well, well, the first thing that comes to my mind for that is something that's more recent, which was like, I, I really didn't care for Prometheus in theaters. And then oh, yeah. I cut like three or four years later, I came back to it and was like, actually, I think this fucking rules. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I've but, heard that before about Prometheus yeah. from several people. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm trying to think of the, like, I definitely have the situation where. I've rewatched something and then looked at letterbox and been like, why did I think that about this? Um, <laughs> yeah. All the time, all the fucking time. It's you know, embarrassing. And there's, <laughs> yeah. And there's situations like when I was growing up, I just adopted the, the everybody else's opinion. Like, yeah, you know what? Robocop three does suck. Why is that a PG 13 <laughs> movie? And then, you know, years later I watched it and I was like, what, what were those idiots on? That's such a fun movie. I love it. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. silly. Like, yeah. why can't it be silly, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a thing I get kind of self-conscious about it. Like, it's also the reason I don't put a lot of thought into my star ratings on Letterboxd. Because, mm-hmm. like, to me, it doesn't mean a ton other than at this point in time when I saw this movie, this was my excitement level about this movie. But yeah. it might change, like, in the in a year or a couple of years. Um, and it's also why, why I don't like being negative about movies because I know I'll probably have to eat my words at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I feel like so much stuff that I've rewatched that I hadn't seen in like, I don't know, like four or five years, all like two movies I had rated two stars and then I rewatched them. And I bumped all of them up to five stars, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which is a pretty steep the jump but yeah i saw you rate like four or five movies five stars like Mm -hmm. in the last you know three days (laughs) yeah absolutely like uh, also you know i i rate differently now i Mm -hmm. i care less about flaws in a movie even less than before like if a movie excites me or does something that's unique or specific enough to my tastes i'm very generous i also don't really do like one star ratings anymore like to me two is sort of the bottom and and that does, that doesn't even mean I hated the movie. It just means it didn't do anything for me. Mm. Like hating is such a strong emotion. It, it rarely happens with movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, with these movies, I've been rewatching. Like even the worst case scenario, I feel by rewatching them, I would have always bumped those up from two to three stars for mm. what it's worth. Um, but yeah, it's it been so long with all of these like i feel like i was a different person like movie taste wise <laughs> even four or five years ago um and some of them i've been meaning to rewatch for a while uh like prince of darkness john carpenter movie it's always been this thing where it's like mm-hmm. there's something there but i'm just not on the right wavelength yet and i've tried a couple of times and this time it just like completely fell into place like maybe because i've been watching more Italian horror movies as well, but there's definitely that kind of vibe in that movie. Like Carpenter just doing his take on like this dreamlike Italian satanic horror thing. And and people say it's slow and it's definitely slow, but that's what those movies are. They're slow and sort of confusing and they don't hold <laughs> your hand every step of the way. And 
it's it's very uh tell don't show this movie for a very mm. long time uh it, it's it's way less energetic than 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 his other movies but there's just a vibe to prince of darkness that's so fucking cool and it was just like i don't know uh exactly on the right wavelength for it this time yeah. you know i'm like this is a five-star banger for me prince nice. of darkness fucking rules i need to uh, watch that again that is definitely a movie where when i was younger i was watching it and thinking like oh well i don't like this about it but i like you mm-hmm. know I like i always remember thinking like it had some amazing stuff like that that like video footage of yeah, the like transmission so yeah, is so, so freaky good. Uh-huh. Um, and where it gets to by the end, it gets really goopy and yeah, and, with the mirror stuff and everything. Yeah, it's so and, cool. And, but but again, I'll always kind of feeling like, well, it's a little slow or whatever. But yeah, yeah I feel and there's like... like so many characters, and why should I care? Mm-hmm. But it's it's all like that's not the focus of the movie. The focus of the movie is more like in world building and and creating this yeah. myth. And like I said, it 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 uh, it's showing you pictures without showing them, in a way. And that's a very hard thing to pull off. And that just shows good writing on that movie, I feel. Uh, yeah. In, in the way it uses language and and everything. And then when there's like actual visuals happening, it's it's incredible. Like you say, like it really ramps up towards the end. And then you get more like the typical uh, John Carpenter flair for, visu- for for visuals and this and this music as well in the movie, like in all of his movies. Like I don't... Yeah need to add to that conversation we all know <laughs> uh, like i'm wearing a, a a t-shirt right now that i got at the last exit to nowhere they do shirts in the uk oh yeah and and the shirt just says music by john carpenter that that's the shirt <laughs> i'm wearing <laughs> amazing yeah yeah um, i that that also um the the cover the poster mm. and the vhs cover of that with the face and yeah the... is that face even though <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not that, in the movie. That scared the hell out of me, though, as a kid. I remember seeing mm. that in the store and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not in the movie. Uh, I've mm. seen it a couple of times now, and but it's got like, the green like fog or whatever the gooper. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's, just uh, you're gonna be screaming, and there's gonna be green <laughs> stuff and a building. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, and your mind's gonna be blown and sucked into this church where yeah. the devil might be sleeping or some shit. And there's yeah. green, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was a sort of a revelation. I I always, I always liked that movie, and I always knew there was something there. But this time, it, it was like confirmed to me what exactly I was looking for in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some other movies were like more spur of the moment kind of thing. Like I rewatched uh, Slumber Party Massacre two and three because I just watched the remake and. Those are movies as well. Like I know Slumber Party Massacre 2 in particular has is at least divisive. Like there's people mm. who love that movie, they champion it, but there's also people who don't really see the big deal. Uh 3 on the other hand, it's it's more, I don't know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of fans of that one. Mm. Um but I I really really enjoyed both and I'd seen them before and I tried to get into the right state of mind to really appreciate slumber party massacre 2 a couple of times but this time i finally succeeded i don't know for some reason and three yeah. as well like I, I watched it the day after three and i was like this this it's a different movie it's going for different things it's like slumber party massacre 2 is almost like a sub it is a subversive sequel and it's doing mm-hmm. some pretty crazy things uh three is more straightforward but it has a really cool vibe as well um, yeah the, the cool thing about two is um, it's a, it's a cool, fun example of a horror movie where we don't get the killer's POV. No, exactly. We, um, we are constantly being put into like POVs of like her dreams instead of yeah, like his yeah. POV of like he's going to go around and kill people. So it's like uh-huh. it's putting you in her shoes in an interesting way. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole dealing with trauma angle like i don't want to spoil that movie if you haven't seen it yet even though you know that movie's been out since the 80s but you might not have seen it yet not everyone has seen slumber party massacre 2 but the way it deals (laughs) with trauma and everything it's 
it's really cool and artistically done as well. Like, I don't know, I was just really yeah. into the visuals and the way they use music and the killer. Like, it, it takes a while to get going, but I didn't care. Like, I always, I, I almost even thought that what happens before the killing is cooler than mm. when that killer shows up and the way, he, but then the way he shows up and the way he is and everything is like. <laughs> How did Roger Corman even sign off on this? He must not have known what you were doing. I feel like Deborah Brock was just like slipping one uh, under uh, Roger Corman and yeah, you know, just just doing her her own really it, cool thing with it. I guess it checks the boxes, you know. It has yeah, murders, like it has super, gore, it has superficially, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah. Roger Corman was like, not really paying sure. attention. This looks yeah. right. Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he found out. And then when Slumber Party Massacre Three was going to be made, it's like, no, no, just a straightforward slasher, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is, yeah. but I still think it's like for a straightforward slasher, I think it's really good. I'm, I'm, I've never yeah, seen I, Number Three. I should watch it. Oh man, really? Oh okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's it's more straightforward. But to me, I, in my Letterboxd review, I was like, "This is the best Christmas movie of the of 1990." And <laughs> like, I'm sure no one understands what I mean with that, other than I'm sort of uh, giving a dick to Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Isn't Home Alone 1990? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I just I don't know. I found this movie like Summer Party Massacre three super cozy it, it all takes place in a house where everyone's together and mm. it sort of feels like a family vibe but then with killing of course and nudity and because <laughs> it's a slumber party massacre movie but still yeah uh, there's a sense of camaraderie may, maybe even more than in some families or whatever mm-hmm. but also the way they use color and the de- like the interior decoration in that movie it was always like all you need is a Christmas tree, and this looks yeah. right. Like the way they use the color red, especially in some scenes, was like very vibrant. And uh, there's just like certain ornaments that are, I don't know, the way they designed that movie feels just very cozy to me. Like in general, the slumber party massacre movies are meant to be cozy because it's a slumber party, but then some guy comes into, you know, he's the party pooper and then fucks it all up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I recommend Slumber Party Massacre 3, but I know most people don't love it. But mm. and, and me as well. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, eh, this is just fine. And yeah. but that that was my take on the second one as well. I was like, this is just fine. Like no nothing will ever top the original. Um, but now like all three of them, I'm I'm like, this is an incredible trilogy to me. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's circle back and cl- well, let's close this circle by talking a little bit about Slumber Party Massacre 2021 because I know okay, you did cool. see that and you I did. watched it too. Okay, um, let's do it. And so, this is directed by uh, Danishka es- Esther Hazy, and this is like a sci-fi original television movie. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I really thought this was a lot of fun. I, mm. I think that it, the, 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 like you were talking about earlier, the stuff that I didn't like about this movie didn't detract from it in a way mm-hmm. um, that was like heavier than the stuff that I liked. Like it didn't weigh it down because yeah. I do think that there is some jokes and dialogue in this movie that really hit with a flop and, and a groan. And I, they and do, I do, they do. <laughs> and, and, but, but I did think that like the broader strokes of what it was doing was so mm-hmm. entertaining enough that it didn't matter. Like, like there's one scene near the end where um, the main character is like fighting this guy and they do this like exchange where he says something and she goes, that was sexist. And then he goes, Ugh, and they have this, like that was misogynist <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, and it mm-hmm. like, isn't really a joke, but it's just very like, this is, this is what we're saying here in a way that, was very just like okay oof yeah, you, move you, on yeah you could have just like left it outside and we we get it yeah you know but <laughs> but then i then i did really like the super slap you in the face obliviousness or not a, like obviousness of like we're gonna have the shower scene and we're gonna pan yeah, down to the dude's yeah, butt exactly. and that you know good. we're we're gonna have the scene where the guys show up you know at their cabin be shot with that angle that they would mm-hmm. use in yeah, horror yeah, movies yeah. of a yeah. girl's butt walking up the, to a house. Like 
Mm-hmm. That was the best yeah, stuff. Like, for, for I, sure. I, I like that. And there, there was also one part that made me laugh really hard in the beginning where um, this one guy is like looking in on the women um, uh-huh. and then he like looks past them in out to another window on the other side of the house where the killer is and the killer's looking in the guy's like, Oh, pervert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> I, that, that made yeah. me laugh really hard. I just thought like for a TV movie, this was uh, like, I enjoyed the kind of twist that it has on mm-hmm. the old movies I thought it was funny enough. The things that didn't land didn't bother me. But yeah, I, I was just very pleasantly surprised with how kind of fun it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely pretty good. I will say it's pretty good. Like, it's definitely an entertaining movie. I was not bored. Uh, there are parts I thought were, like, clever, but there were also parts where I thought, this is almost clever, but you kind of missed the mark for me. <laughs> like, other parts where I wish it was more than almost clever. And like yeah. you say, the best of is like the gender reverse subversion things they do. But also, yeah. I, I wish like overall it was just a little funnier, maybe a little sharper. Yeah. And and then yeah. at the end, it, it sort of just becomes a slasher. Like it gets rid of like the subversive stuff. And I was like, this is just like a regular slasher at this point, which I I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping it had been a bit more than just a regular slasher even though i just mm. said like in terms of slumber party massacre 3 that just being yeah. a slasher was fine for that yeah. one for me but uh, yeah you you can't really compare those eras of filmmaking mm. uh not that i want to say like all old, old movies are necessarily better than new movies but there's just the vibe that i really uh enjoy in the old movies mm-hmm. that's present in the original trilogy trilogy and it's also a vibe that's impossible to recreate. Like yeah. you can recreate it, and a lot of people do, but I'm I'm glad that they didn't try to mm-hmm. make it like fake '80s for this one. Um, yeah, so. and and the stuff that they do pull from those old movies, like there's there's lots of stuff at the beginning. This movie of the girls tra- traveling to the cabin and they get to the mm-hmm. cabin and they do and they do the like we're having a party and they dance around and stuff yeah and then they do a little fun reveal of like why they're doing it in the way that they're doing it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. like you're you're almost like okay they're doing the thing where it's like they're making fun that no women do this you know mm-hmm. they don't yeah. just like dance yeah. around with each other and and yeah, whatever well, yeah. but, but then there's another level of like why they're doing it and i thought that was enough That's interesting keep yeah, like that stuff I enjoyed. Um, yeah, same. That same. I definitely enjoyed that stuff. And I thought that was interesting, but I feel like it kind of runs out of gas at one point and it stops doing those kind yeah. of things, which is yeah, where, like, where, like, it, where it lost me a little towards the end. Yeah, that's fair. There's like another good example of like like the 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 gender reversal stuff where it works and where it doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. it really works with like the shower and the shooting, like the scenes from their butts and stuff. And like, just being really just like, here's what this is like for with it reversed. But then they have like two characters named guy and they're like, it's guy number one one and guy guy number two. two. (laughs) And you're like, this is a little like naked gun. You know, it's like a little like now we're just doing like a spoofy, like guy Mm -hmm. one guy two. And it might, maybe it read better like in, in a script to be reading like guy number one is actually their name and guy number two is actually their name. Yeah. Like I wasn't picking up on it you know? at first, but then at one point I'm like, okay, I know. I, okay. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. I but then you. at a certain point I was like, is the, are they, are their names guy? Like the name guy, not like that. They are a guy one, a guy two. Like, I felt like it was like, that's it, what it, it was. Wasn't, wasn't it? quite a joke. Yeah. But I was thinking that it was like, literally like, like, <laughs> Like guy one, dude one, like dude two. Like I was thinking of it like maybe. it's obviously a play on both. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they like, just want you to be confused and then yeah. Success. Yeah, I just felt like it wasn't Great like success. funny enough and then they kept doing it and I was kinda like, I enjoy the idea of like we're just gonna not even name them. It's just gonna be like man one, man two or something like that. Yeah. That is kind of funny, but yeah, but it's, it just it's didn't like, land. Like I mean, sort of like there's like some slacky things that yeah. don't exactly land but like you know uh i appreciate the effort at least yeah. to try and do something with this and not just make it a i don't know like not phone it in it's not a phone mm-hmm. in movie i'll, I'll say that did, like it doesn't did, all did, work but it's not phone in did you see the banana splits movie yeah i did i did i watched okay. it uh, maybe not last year but the year before yeah. 
Okay, yeah, because same same director. I know, I know. That's why I was kind of excited uh, about her during okay. a uh, Slumber Party Massacre movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I had fun with the Banana Splits movie. I, I, again, that's a movie that uh, you won't find a lot of fans, but I I enjoyed it for what it was. So I should watch that. Yeah, if you like the Slumber Party Massacre, movie, yeah. there's, there's like you can tell it's the same director working on. Okay. It. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to know what you will think about that one so definitely yeah. check it out if uh if you can all right so that you talked about prince of darkness and slumber party massacre two and three yeah then we uh, both talked about slumber party massacre 2021 hmm. uh, anything uh well so i did watch edge of the axe 1988 oh yeah the spanish which, uh slasher isn't that yeah which yeah. Uh, i believe was an arrow release yeah yeah arrow put that out um has a great cover mm. with with awesome font treatment <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah i know that cover uh, it's also on my watch list but i haven't seen it yet yeah it's uh it's fun and and weird <laughs> and it's it feels like it's leaning into like we're this is an american movie there's like orange soda and coca-cola everywhere don't worry Whoa, this is american <laughs> like, <laughs> like like it feels like they're leaning into the like american products yes indeed america <laughs> wasn't your review um, of that one something to do with computers yes so yeah here's yeah the okay thing. yeah i saw that and i was like oh they're doing like a technology kind of angle thing it okay no i'm interested <laughs> total like part techno thriller sort of part slasher because okay, it is yeah. about this guy who's obsessed with computers and he meets this woman and he like gives her one of his computers and he's like now we can chat with each other through the central terminal <laughs> terminal and so okay. like a lot of the movie is like them typing things to each other and then somebody on the like narration is narrating the things they're typing and it's one voiced for both so it's like this man's voice where she'll be like she'll be typing like gerald where are you what are you doing? and then the guy reads it and then and then he'll write back to her and he'll be like lillian the, uh what's going on i'm over here to, to, and it's like just really weird <laughs> okay yeah i mean that kind of thing through uh like spanish or italian kind of lens i'm 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 interested yeah, it's like I've seen it. Say I've seen people say it kind of is lightly giallo, and I don't know about hmm. that. Maybe okay. a little like like I will say that the 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 twist that it has, like it sits in that era of like slashers where um, they're still really relying on the like who who's doing the murders, who who done it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and the reveal of that is pretty fun and it has kind of like a rug pull ending. And like, I thought it was pretty, pretty fun. We watched it. Um, when I watched it with a couple of friends, it was the first time that I've like hung out with people in real life and watched a movie like at mm. somebody's place now that we're all vaccinated. And so that cool. we were, that was also just like, ah, it's good to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So edge of the ax 88. I mean, check it out. I, uh, it, I don't know. It's pretty fun. It's okay, a little yeah. slow, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I can't say it's a hard recommendation, but I didn't, didn't you can dislike watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, I watched something similar recently, like uh, another, like, well, I don't know if you can call edge of the X and a Jalo cause it's Spanish, but I mm. guess, cause like, I don't know, people consider pieces a Jalo as well, but mm. I feel like, Jalos from the 80s feel different than Jalos from the 70s. Uh, yeah. But again, this one, uh, one I watched is called Nothing Underneath, um, oh, 1985. Yeah. And this also has like a, a, a mystery, like a whodunit aspect to it. So it's that's where the Jalo vibes kick in, you know? Um, yeah. And, and it's Italian. It's uh, directed by this uh, guy, Carlo Van, Carlo Van Zina. Uh, mm. never heard of this guy before i he's done a couple other things i think but yeah this this one came out from vinegar as well uh, they it, it's a two-pack kind of deal with another um similar movie i think it's like a pseudo sequel called too beautiful to die but i haven't seen that yet um, okay but yeah this one was, this was one was recommended to me by uh, heather's husband justin um, okay movie melt folks uh yeah, his his sales pitch for this movie was something like 
It's a giallo. It starts in Wyoming. Uh, you got <laughs> Pino Donaggio ripping ripping off his own score for Body Double, <laughs> and 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 you've got models catwalking to One Night in Bangkok, and then lastly, Donald Pleasance eats spaghetti at Wendy's in Milan. And I was <laughs> I was like, yep, sold, and. It's, yeah, it's real good, actually. Uh, it's uh, he he wasn't lying. It's 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 kind of a hidden gem. It's 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 super stylish, which you know I feel like most Italian movies, uh, the people shooting them, they know how to shoot a movie. It never looks yeah. amateuristic. I feel um, it's a little bit sleazy. Has that like Euro sleaze kind of thing going on? Lots of nudity, um, and and Donald Pleasant definitely eats spaghetti at the Wendy's. But there's a fun detail that he forgot to mention about that is that he eats. So he orders spaghetti at a Wendy's, but he do- doesn't eat it with sauce. He eats sauceless spaghetti, and yeah. but he makes it a point to get a lot of napkins. Like he's got like I don't know, like ten paper napkins around his neck while he's eating sauceless spaghetti. Oh my god! I'm like, what do you think is gonna happen when you don't even have sauce on your spaghetti? What are those napkins even for? Are you are you scared of the like? I don't know, the naked spaghetti grease getting on your <laughs> shirt or I just, that was such a specific thing. Yeah, I got a real kick out of that. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Nothing underneath 1985. Uh, if you like Italian movies uh, from the 80s, which I do very much. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. When I saw your review and then also read Justin's review, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds, uh-huh, <laughs> that sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still kind of a hidden gem because I never heard anyone talk about it. Like I posted uh, on the Compañeros Facebook group about new vinegar releases. And then mm. uh, it was more in reference to uh, the Laughing Dead getting released because they had covered it. But then Justin comes in and he's like, oh, actually, there's nothing underneath that they just announced is a real gem yada 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 and i yeah. watched it and it's great nice yep very <laughs> awesome okay so recommendations corner was uh prince of darkness and other rewatching, uh slumber party massacre 2 87 and slumber party massacre 3 1990 also slumber party massacre 2021 and nothing underneath 1985 edge of the x Oh, and Edge of the X, nineteen eighty-eight. If you're still considering that a recommendation, or maybe you change your mind in the in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, it's a recommendation. Cool. Um, all right, so that's been the crud corner. Crud. That's it. That's it for cream of the crud. Uh, don't forget to go to backdashrow.com for all of your backdashrow.com needs. <laughs> There's lots of writing there i know jenna just put up a review of wes anderson's the french dispatch uh veronica has a review of uh prisoners of the ghost land look at all these people talking new movies i know and then there's lots of us (laughs) talking crud baby yeah you need both (laughs) you do yeah and you can follow me on letterbox at yckmd underscore type in Dan Gorman. You'll find me. And also on Twitter, yckmd underscore type in Dan Gorman. You'll find me. Um, hmm. And what are your usernames again? Carlo go Carlo at Twitter and psycho Pike on letterbox. All right. So thank you. And until next time, stay cruddy and see you later. Alligator.